Hello, and welcome to Somewhat Damaged. Don't worry, you're in the right place. I'm still your host, Greg Alperin, and while the name may have changed, the unhinged and unfiltered comedy stays the same. Sit back, relax, and listen to the hot and fresh new episode. Buckle up. I always like seeing everyone's reaction just to the music. <laughs> Every- I liked it. Everyone's got something different. I'm curious, what Chelsea? What do you think? What do you think of that? I like it. Is that is that is that a song or is that specifically for y'all's podcast? Yeah, no, I had that. I had it uh, produced for us. Yeah, I like that. We uh, there used to be lyrics that went along to it that had some very questionable. Um, words and weird meaning and mystery in there that everybody would ask and i'm like i'm gonna get rid of the the lyrics i'm just gonna go with the music because (laughs) it kind of overtook the show but anyway we're talking to chelsea lynn who hopefully everybody knows i'm sure they do she is one of the funniest people in in the world (laughs) um i i'm sure you're familiar with her youtube channel um so we're lucky enough to get her today she's been on all the top podcasts, Whitney's, Tom's, uh, Josh Wolf's, I mean, everybody. And so now she finally hit the middle and she's with us. Woohoo! Yeah. I'm here. Thanks for having me. We're glad to have you. I mean, how, how did this all get started for you? Dude, I don't know. I mean, you know, I've been doing this eight years and started out on Vine, never thinking anything would come of it, you right. know? never thinking that. And I just started doing some video, started doing a little bit of, you know, a character trailer trash, Tammy. Sure. And it just took off. Um, I quit my nine to five, almost, almost four years ago, like three and a half years ago. What was it? What was your nine to five? What was your last job? I was working at the whole foods bakery. Wow. And, and I was working, um, also at the same time, my husband's an engineer. So I was working at his company testing parts for engineers. Well, fun stuff. What, what, what was better? What was better, the the Whole Foods Bakery or the testing the engineer parts? Testing the engineer parts because I had a lot of downtime and I could just right. watch Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can tell you, John feels differently. I think John would choose the other one. I would definitely choose the bakery. I would love <laughs> to see all those those skinny white bitches come in there and be like, "This is the bread gluten tray. exactly," and just be like, "Absolutely," and just sell them celiac disease. Just like <laughs> that's exactly what it's like. What what ta- what city did was the Whole Foods in? I worked at one in Dallas and then in Del Mar, California. Right. Yeah. And- wow. So what was that transition? So did you you were in Dallas and then you moved to California? Was that how it kind of went? Yeah. So my husband was looking for a job in Dallas. He had gotten laid off, and I come home from Whole Foods one day, and he's like, "Hey, I've got a job interview." I was like, "Great." He was like, "It's for a job in San Diego." And I was like, what? I was like, I'm not moving to San Diego. You're out of your mind. Why'd you apply for a job in San Diego? He's like, I didn't. A recruiter reached out to me. Like, he's like, I'm just going to take the interview just to get, you know, some, you know, experience or whatever in interviews. And I was like, all right, got the job. <laughs> we moved to California. Oh, shit. Yeah. And now you're making much more money than him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Great. <laughs> oh wow so that 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 was i mean was it a change so you've always lived in like texas or you have you always been from texas texas yeah, born I'm, from, I'm from southern oklahoma okay I'm got it from texas i'm from about 45 minutes north of dallas so when people say i'm from texas i don't correct them it's you know right. got um, it but uh yeah always lived there so you know greg as well 
how has that changed that going from like and like listen i mean i've been living in the the bubble of new york city for the last 30 plus years i mean besides one or two years living in houston but as you know dallas and houston are you know they're not texas really i mean they're they're, they're major towns how has yeah. that changed going from you know like dallas and that area over to like the gaslight area you know i mean i mean how how was that feeling i mean it did took, you feel lost? yeah it took a couple years to get used to just right. the big city, the just people were different. The food yeah. was a whole different type of Mexican food here, you know? <laughs> sure. That took me, and I hated it at first, but now when I go back home, I'm like, screw this Tex-Mex. This ain't real <laughs> food. Uh, yes, yes, yes. And I never thought I would be like that. Right. I'm it's so true, proud though, of it. Like, I, I think cheese is just like so much kind of like in Tex-Mex food, like I like that like freshness of like yeah. that onions and the cilantro. Sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. Get ahead of myself. No, that me. was the biggest difference, honestly, was like the food. Yeah. Um, but we love, dude, we love it now. And we, we can't imagine ourselves living anywhere else, but we just bought land in Nashville. Oh shit. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So hopefully we'll be building a house on that in a couple of years. So Thanks. that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. so when like i mean obviously you know most people you know people are familiar with you know under you know your background and your childhood and all of that stuff which you know kind of comes out in the you know the the character you do um when did you develop like the itch to actually make it into something like comedic well i had always my whole life wanted to do comedy right snl was my dream as a kid you know, SNL, I wanted to be a comedic actress. Stand up was never on my radar, um, but I wanted to always to be a comedic actress. But where I'm from, you know, you don't do that. You don't even think about that kind of stuff because that doesn't happen to people like us. Right. You know, you get married, you have kids and that's what you do. Um, so when I started Vine, um, my first couple videos kind of did well. They got a little bit of love. And for me, that's when I was like, okay maybe I should make this into a character, give her a name. Right. And, you know, and so that's really when it took off pretty early. Sure. I mean, it's, it is, I, I watched a bunch of your interviews in on past podcasts and interviews and stuff. And you talk about um, how hard it is to really develop, uh, you know, a character in comedy and especially in stand-up comedy that you do on stage that actually has longevity and people react to it positively. And it's not, it's more comes out as being you than shtick. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, and, you know, when people watch your videos, I'm sure there's tons of people that think that Tammy is you. Right. Yeah. They don't necessarily think it's Chelsea. Right. They're like, that's Tammy. They call you Tammy when they see you out in the public and exactly. everything. And they think that that's you. So in some way, that's phenomenal. Like, right. you know, you have I'm that. Not bad at it. No, of course not. Same with like Larry, the cable guy, like people call yeah. him Larry, you know, and they think that, that his name is Larry. <laughs> Chelsea, right? the flip side of that, you've got a, you got you got a great fan base and, you know, as you know, stand-up comedy is very finicky and they're very, they're very exclusive sometimes. Mm -hmm. So when we get characters that kind of come into our fold that want to try stand-up, there becomes a little bit of like, well, you just did eight seconds on Vine. You're just doing TikToks. You're not a real comedian, but you're backing that up with your chops. I mean, you are wow. on some of the top comedian podcasts and they find you hilarious. And that, I mean, if Jake Paul was to ever try and be like, oh, I'm doing stand up, you know what I mean? We'd be like, fuck you, dude. You know yeah. what I mean? But there's a great, 
but it seems like people in our in our world because looking at your followers and looking at who our mutuals are there's some people on there that you know are, are, are highly regarded you really came into even though it is a character it really has become your own and I mean, as much as we can say about like, you know, like get Larry the Cable Guy, but everybody is acting on, you know, one of my favorites uh, that I always hear about, and I'm a big wrestling fan, is they always say that your character on TV is is you dialed up to 110%. Yeah. And that sounds like that's what it is with you uh, because you experienced uh, kind of some of that stuff growing oh, up. Oh, 100%. And I never expected to be so well received in the stand-up comedy world at all i expected it to be like you said oh there's this chick from instagram who is she thinking she can do stand-up that's what i expected right so when it was the opposite i'm still like dumbfounded and grateful i'm like man like thank you guys so much right but i think i think the character works in stand-up because tammy is so believable dude yeah like you said people a lot of people don't know it's a character sure you know, you can usually tell when someone's doing the character always. Oh, right. I can, you know, but Tammy's very believable and I don't know how, I don't know why, but I just roll with it and love it. But there's a resonating thing that has, because like, listen, I may be, you know, uh, from, from the New York, New Jersey area, but I, I live in New Jersey and I live in a more, more so rural town. So there's something that speaks to me, but also there's something about Tammy that also is kind of enlightening. And it's like, I mean, yes, it plays into a little bit of a stereotype, but at the same time, it's, it feels like she's available for, it doesn't matter what, what color, what nationality you are, what, you know, uh, what, what hierarchy or, 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 or how much money you make. I mean, it's exactly. something that anybody can find funny. And at the same time, it's still self-deprecating. So, I mean, you know, kudos to you on kind of building that and honing that together um, because your sold out dates say it there. I mean, if you get up and down those, congratulations on that. I mean, Greg, I mean, from Ohio to Phoenix, I mean, Florida, I mean, these are all areas that, I mean, yeah. yeah, there's Tammy's in all those towns probably, but. Yep. Oh, and the shows are so, the, the audiences are so diverse. Like I'm, I have a super diverse audience online. So yeah. I was, I was excited to see how that would turn out in real life. And it's just the same. It's so diverse. Yeah. You know what I, I, I think, you know, for one, you're, you're such an incredibly positive person right mm. you know that the positivity just it's it's incredible really you know when people have a tough background you never you know like being keeping positive through all of that you know you have to be a super strong person right and then what i it's so funny i i was i was gonna tell you that i i keep going to your your website to buy a t-shirt right because your merch is honestly i'm a merch guy john knows my 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 real job is 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 merch right and what you what yeah you have the best merch store of anybody out there right and i i sit and look at the t-shirts and then give up because i can't pick one dude right thank you because i am so proud of my merch like i'm a merch person too I buy people's merch. If I love them, I've got your merch. Right. And I'm proud of my merch, dude. Yeah, you should I, be. It's yeah. tremendous. I mean, you're wearing some of it now. Right? I'm literally you know? I'm wearing my own merch now. You know? like, <laughs> right. I mean, it's so funny because there's a line out of uh, the movie PCU, I think. Right. And um, I think it's like John Favreau's first movie and he's going to see a band and he's a total burnout stoner like kid. And 
and Piven's in the movie. Like he's the main character. And as he's about to go out, he says to him, he's like, you're not wearing that shirt to the show, are you? And he's like, yeah, why? What's wrong with it? And he's like, you never wear the shirt of the band you're going to see to the, sh- the show. And it's so funny because I've used that line so many times. In oh. Breath. But I think when you're wearing your own merch, that's the best. But you're tasting your own stash a little bit. Yeah. You, know? you got to make sure it tastes good for the for the people, obviously. That's, that's what it's all about. But I, I think what comes out in that merch, right, is obviously your personality. It's your character. But it's, you know, it's like you're kind of poking fun, but at the same time being so incredibly real with yourself because – you know, it's you in in all these funky poses and outfits and getups and such an amazing self like body image positivity. It's yeah. it's tremendous. And I think in these days, with how it is all about these like skinny bitches and all that shit that's like on on TikTok and you know, it's like insane uh-huh. already. Like that message really comes through, and is like oh, telling you. people like be yourself, be confident yeah. in it, and own that shit because you know, look like what can happen when you do you know you develop out this amazing persona yeah well thank you the whole the whole body positivity thing i i don't even try i'm gonna be honest with you right. i don't i don't try for that i don't you know i don't think oh what can i post that could be body positive i don't at all i don't sure. even think about it i guess it just it's just what i put out naturally right you right. know and it comes Which, out it shows yeah. thank you thank you you know, Chelsea, my question and, uh, you know, and, and forgive me, I'm getting too forward, but, you know, we live in, and Greg kind of alluded to it, we live in this body positive image. Do you ever find yourself that you want to be, you know, part of the cookie cutter? Do you want to be skinny? Do you want to have that? that, oh, that look? Uh, I've never even thought about that, to be honest with you. Right. Um, I'm so happy with who I am. Um, physically personality wise that i'm good man you know um because my body my weight my i don't feel like it holds me back from anything sure definitely. absolutely i mean it's anything. proven time and time again that yeah. it has yeah you know i mean and we even look at like you know people that uh, are on the more the plus size. i mean i i've been struggling with that myself is like you know like greg and i will always joke about like i mean i eat like terribly i mean yeah. i eat like donuts uh i'll, I'll stop by I'll, I'll say no i'm gonna be late for this podcast i'm gonna stop by Krispy Kreme and you know <laughs> stuff down my my gullet but yeah. there is a little bit of me that you know looks out there and it's like i want to kind of you know be and it's 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 not even a health thing it's it's an image thing um what do you say to people you know like and especially in our industry which is entertainment like um do you feel that you need to kind of work within the norms of what Hollywood thinks should be in order to be in order to kind of be part of their world. I mean, like Melissa McCarthy, perfect example. Do you know yeah. what I mean? She's a very she's she's hilarious. She's a great writer, but she's also a very physical actress as well. You yeah. feel that we get that that people that are um, our that that they get typecast um, in in that in that way? Probably for sure. Um, you know, I don't, but I also feel like I, I understand a lot of people, if you want to get into acting, feel like they have to look a certain way for roles. And I feel like that may be true for like more serious roles. Sure. I feel like you can get away with it. You can get away with being heavy if you're in the comedy world. Right. Um, but I've never, ever had anyone tell me that I, you know, need to drop some weight or, 
or whatever. And it's, I, I almost feel like if you're talented enough and you're determined enough, you'll, you'll find a place. Sure. Oh, totally. And you know, I, I don't think it's, it's so much a, Oh, you know, a size thing for anybody, you know, I mean, I've always been a bigger guy always my entire yeah. life. And, you know, my mother keeps reminding me that when I was like 13 years old and I used to have to go buy like a jacket for like a, a graduation, she always used to have to take me to the Husky st side of yeah. the store. And I'm like, I, I never felt that as ever. Like, uh, you know, I mean, it, so I, I th but I do think it's a shame that these younger girls in high school are put through such incredible scrutiny that a girl that's underweight can look at herself as being overweight. Right. Yeah. And I think the more people that are out there, like just saying, hey, it doesn't matter what size you are, what you look like, what religion, whatever it is, sex orientation, just be you and is believable that yeah. that's what like kids in society and anyone in that in a in a in a, in a place needs. And that, that's why I think like everything you do, whether it's yeah. you or your persona, or whatever, is just so amazing just for that aspect of it. Yeah. And then, you know, I. Some of the funniest stuff I've seen you do online is like the podcasts with with Theo like that. Those those things are hysterical. And I, I recommend to anyone that is going to hunt stuff down for you to see. Find this past weekend clips. Jeremiah Watkins one just comes to and, mind. Yeah, I mean, that is that. <laughs> That's probably my favorite one. <laughs> like, and I'll my but the Jeremiah Watkins one. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. He's a nuts. He, he that, things that that dude is willing to do. And, you know, for it's just it's amazing. And yeah, He's so good. He is. He is. <laughs> is there a shirt that says court on it yet? I need to put out court merch for sure. <laughs> and listen, I never break character. Right. Ever. Yeah. I, man, we, I broke on that one. <laughs> yeah, that was. <laughs> I broke on that one hard. Hard. So when but you this is, you know, go ahead, when, when you break character, like and, and when you go on stage, you're fully in character, or are you Chelsea Lynn? You're Tammy. I'm fully in character. Tammy. Fully in character. What does it take? I mean, granted, you're able to break. I mean, has it ever happened before while on stage that you broke? No, because I can't, it's, it's hard for me to explain. When I go into character, it's so easy and effortless. It's literally like a little light switch that I turn on in my head. And when it's on, it's on. It's crazy. I don't have to work at it being on. I don't have to think about it being on. I don't have to try for it to be on. It's literally just right before they call my name, man. I'm Chelsea. And then as soon as they call my name, I Boom. switch it on and that's it. What about it when you're out in public? Did you ever find yourself like being damning by like, no. like popping the ball? No. And most people will come up and, and call me Chelsea. I'd say 70%. But right. About 30% will come up and call me Tammy. And I don't correct anybody because I am Tammy. So, yeah, sure, you know, sure. Like, yeah, are you Tammy? I'm like, yeah, you know. Yeah. It's funny when I we when I interviewed Dan, um, Larry, cable guy, I was like, what do you want me to call you? Like, you know, I mean? Larry, Dan, wait. And he was like, you can call me either. I get it every single day. Like, I'm both of those people. Yeah. You know, and yeah, that exactly. I think that is the most, the biggest compliment you can get from your character when it's it just completely crosses over and people just recognize you as that person like right that's Which as believable as it gets to me. are you scared of typecast though chelsea no. no no because um no because here's how i look at it even if i get typecast and i'm doing the same character every project i'm doing what i love sure 
Right. Why do I, you know what I mean? Like, and I, and I understand that some people don't want to be typecast, but if I'm, you know, I've always wanted this. So if right. I'm doing it, it doesn't, it doesn't, that doesn't matter to me. Right. At all. Got Not it. at all. Part of the Storic Media Podcast Network and brought to you by Corona Premiere. Now available on draft. So I, one of the, one of the interviews I saw that you did, um, I, I forgot who it was with, but they, they were talking to you about when you got started in stand up like actually doing true stand-up. When, when was that? How long ago? Like a year ago, right yeah. before COVID? Right, I was going to say, it's, it's a relatively short amount of time. And go. in your interview, you mentioned to them that you hadn't gone up on stage yet and bombed. So I'm no, curious I, if you have gone up on stage yet and bombed. No, and I'm waiting on it. I know it's going <laughs> to happen. So first time I ever did stand-up was in Dallas about a year and a half ago. Right. And I had a whole set written. Never, I've never done an open mic or nothing. Never tested this material out or nothing. Jeez. And I thought, I thought I'm, I could go up there and this will not be good. Um, but it was good. And so I was kind of shocked. So I've worked on that set a little bit and that's what I've been doing over the last couple of weeks. We started, we started touring a couple of weeks ago. Right. And I've learned that there are definitely audiences that are more excited than others. Sure. There are audiences that laugh a lot harder than others. Yep. Um, but uh, in terms of bombing, no, but I'm waiting on it. <laughs> you know how many comedians are listening to this and just absolutely hate you right now? <laughs> oh, no. I'd rather just ha- get it over with and do it in ball. You know, it's horrible for me waiting on it every you know, night. You know who's going to get you back? Luke Bryan's mom. Oh my God. She's going to get you back. She's going to plant an audience of 200 people that are not going to laugh at one joke all night long. Dude, that would be the, the best prank of all time. And I just blew it. Holy crap. John, do you know what I'm referencing? Yeah, I, I'm a, vaguely, but please. Yeah, so, so, like, I mean, Chelsea can obviously tell it to you better than I can, but like that, I think that that's sort of the point when it really exploded your popularity on that, that Luke Bryan. Like, yeah right like that was kind oh. of the, the 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 moment yeah um so i'm friends with his wife and they invited me to a charity event they were doing at their house and i get there and uh luke's like hey i've been can you can you do this for me can we like we they prank each other big time and uh he's like i'm gonna tell my mom that there's a crazy fan outside the gates and security is trying to keep her out she's crazy she's threatening to kill uh, Caroline, <laughs> his wife and i was like whoa like threatening to kill like is she packing let me know <laughs> you know she's a southern woman i don't know about them you know yeah i know right he's like no she's not you're good i was like okay so that's how it is they were walking we had it set up and I uh, I attacked him. Was like, I love you. I attacked him to the ground, and oh and God. his mom was. Oh my gosh, you gotta go back and watch it. His mom yeah. not having yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> my ass. It it's so good. It is so yeah. good. I I I like when I watched it. I was like, oh man. I'm like, that's a risk that you're gonna give this poor old woman an absolute heart attack, right? Like my if that was my mother, I mean, she wouldn't have a heart attack, but she would flip out like yeah and her reaction instantly i felt horrible really i so looked like, i i wanted to cry i felt horrible yeah i thought she yeah, wasn't if somebody that. even attacked me in front of my mother my mom would probably be like yeah i caught up to you <laughs> what did he do yeah uh, you know 
Yeah. All those yeah. comedians. Yeah. That he, <laughs> all those guys he refused to pass at the club finally got him back. Okay. <laughs> that, that's not a small list. That list is long. That list is Chelsea, long. I mean, we, we talk about comedy and, you know, um, you know how to turn it off. Like um, a lot of comedians uh, that I sometimes deal with, there's, there's a couple of comedians that don't know how to turn it on. Like we can go out for dinner and they just don't like everything becomes a bit to them. Oh, are you able to kind of be in like, be like, Hey, we're just going to sit down, have some food, relax, talk about our families. Like, can you oh, big time? Yeah. You have that. Oh. Accessibility. oh, big time. I turn it off all the time. <laughs> it's off most of the time. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's off most of the time. I cannot imagine, but I will say that I'm constantly, I'm constantly thinking of, oh, could I turn that into a bit? Right. Like, oh, something just happened. Could I make that into a bit? That's constant. Mm -hmm. But in terms of, you know, if I'm with people, if I'm with my family, if I'm with friends, having it on, no. Are you jotting things down or using like a memo in your phone and things of that nature? My notes are full of dumb shit. Yeah. Yeah, cool. it, it's a lot of a lot of people that listen to the podcast are comedy fans, and especially because you're working out, you know, a bit, uh, and you're working out, you know, a character on stage. How often are you kind of trying things, you know, in like different cities? Like, is there is there a formula that you kind of utilize? Because I can only imagine, you know, you get the traditional, uh, you know, dating is weird, and then somebody's able to. You're doing a whole character up there. Yeah. It's almost, I mean, is it scripted? I mean, or is a lot of it is off the fly? Most of it's scripted. Uh, are you talking about on stage? On stage, right. Yeah, most of that is scripted. And I'll tell you why. Because I, you know, I'm so new to stand up that I'm not super comfortable with it yet. Right. So I feel like once I get comfortable, I'll be able to go off the page a little bit. Right. Um, right now. Yeah. Right now, I don't know my full set by heart. I have to literally take a set list up there and kind of glance at it every now and then. Right. So I have a bunch of more stuff written. As soon as I get that really down and I don't have to use my set list anymore, I'm going to start adding stuff yeah. that I have written. I'm going to start trying stuff out. And so I think that'll be pretty soon. Are you going to start doing some of the stuff that like, typically what what guys are doing and going out you know, just to work out 15 minutes at a time, like at the clubs in LA or in San Diego, wherever you are, as opposed to doing what you're doing now is running an hour, you know, right. basically <laughs> only have been doing it for a year. Like, right. you know, to start doing that new material, you know, to work some of it out, you know, knowing that where the, where the hits are. Yeah. Like, are you going to start doing that when you get off the tour? I would like to, yeah, right. for sure. That's what I, that's my goal. That's what I would like to do test right. stuff out, you know, perfect it here and then go out. Right. Yeah. Right. Have you, um, I, I've, I've, I've talked to like um, one of, uh, one of my favorite Southern comedians actually is a woman named Red Squirrel. I don't know if you're familiar I've with her. I have heard of her. I've yeah, heard so she's she, good. She's fantastic. And she's one of them. And well, we had a conversation about how people talked about how people that do sets that are scripted and an hour that that is a it's more of a, a theater piece and it's not stand up comedy, but mm -hmm. she 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 had corrected uh, somebody and said that's exactly what Ricky Gervais and every single English comedian and Jimmy Carr are doing is they're creating a new set 
every year and it's rehearsed out. I mean, there's yeah. nothing, really, there's nothing to do there. I mean, maybe a little bit of crowd work. Jimmy Carr does a little bit of it here and there, but a lot of it's planted stuff, but it's, mm -hmm. it's interesting that people think that the idea of it's uh, of, of it being scripted is not stand up anymore. But in my, and, and what I'm thinking in my head is that it absolutely is stand up. What you're doing up there yeah. is, is the oldest form of stand-up really is is kind of going on out there is there anybody that's kind of helping you uh guiding you uh with writing um any professional comedians and you don't have to say any names but are people kind of like saying hey here's a tag you can put over there in terms of writing no i get i get a lot of help from josh wolf who i love yeah wolf is awesome oh my god the guidance from him and the and the help from him it has been amazing. Um, so I have a friend named Clayton Ferris. Um, he's an actor in LA. He's kind of taken my set and helped me kind of punch it up and and stuff like that. But famous comedians, no. Um, but and I think I I think that's important, dude. And I didn't know that was a thing. I thought comedian I thought a comedian wrote their own stuff. I just want to ask. So, did you just say that Josh Wolf's not a famous comedian? <laughs> I, I meant he hasn't helped me write my material. God damn it! I was hoping you'd say, "Yeah, Wolf, who? Fuck him!" No, 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 dude. Are you kidding? I, lo dude, I no. love him. Yeah, I he's honestly him. he's one of my favorites. He truly yeah. is. He's he's yeah. so fun to watch. You know, every and you know, I love how he talks about his his seventeen year old kid. Like he he's such a awesome guy amazing to watch on stage and obviously he's he's at the top of the game of course I, are you looking at though chelsea like are you i mean obviously you know you talked a little, you alluded that you would watch netflix you know when you were testing out the engineering parts and things of that nature was there anybody was there any stand-ups that you watched on netflix that that you were just kind of like oh wow I, I i'm really digging them right now well maybe not on well, i'm a theo von fan dude of course oh hell yeah hell yeah i think i think his brain, how he thinks and the things he says. Yeah. I just think he's a genius, dude. Um, I'm a big Theo Vaughn fan. Um, I like all the big I like all the big guys, you know, Burt Kreischer, Tom Tom Segura's stand, uh, stand up. Okay, I will say this. I rarely laugh out loud at a stand-up special that I'm watching on TV, even if it's funny. Because you have to be in the environment with yeah. people to be laughing. Totally. His stand-up special. I had to pause multiple times because I was laughing out loud. He's so good. Kreischer's, uh, one of my, one of the last times, this was like, I had just, I was in between, um, I was in between Houston and, uh, um, and, and New York. And I remember like, kind of like, kind of this depression kind of setting in because I didn't have anything to do. But I remember the first time I laughed really hard was Kreischer's secret time about his dad shitting his pants. And that is, <laughs> of those that like I haven't I mean I will tell you the last time that I laughed out loud today was watching the court <laughs> with you can you tell me the last time that you had a good laugh Chelsea oh gosh while watching comedy like belly I mean belly aching laugh I will tell you this and we're not chilling Netflix by any means but I was watching that Eric Andre movie and there's that He's got that new movie where it's a prank. Sh it was it, they're, they're they're live pranks and they kind of make it into a movie. Um, there's a moment with him and a gorilla in a cage, and I had to pause it because I 
it was like I couldn't breathe. I was laughing that hard. I'll watch it. I'm writing it down right now. I'll yeah. watch that. <laughs> but I'll was there was that. there? Yeah. When was the last time you kind of like were like, yeah, just it, it hurt to laugh. Dude, it's probably been a minute. That's why I need to watch this movie because I'm like, I, I'm I'm due for a good belly laugh. I can't even remember. I'm due, man. It's amazing that like I'll tell I'll ask comedians that and they'll be like, I haven't laughed in ten years. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember the last time. I the, the the most distinctive memory I have of of watching you know a comedy special that I watched was on a flight a few years ago, and I'm not sure if I mentioned this, John, or not to you before. And I think it was one of Chappelle's um specials in who is way, that i'm not familiar he, he's a guy he had a tv show you don't know whatever um look him up I'll and the people sitting next to me in my row were it was me and then an african-american couple sitting next to me older right and they were watching the same special i was watching right that was on on um one of the channels it might have been on comedy central on the on the jet blue plane and we were laughing hit both very hard right at completely different points in the special like i would laugh at something they wouldn't laugh and then they would laugh at something and i wouldn't laugh and i'm like what am i miss like where are we misaligned on this and then we, we talked about it, it. We try to connect with black people no no, 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 no. we it. talked i talked about You're it with old. them after we both got done watching i'm like how come we were laughing at different spots and they were like we're just older and that's all that that's all that came out of it they're like we're just older than you and I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't know if the age thing matters. I didn't know what they were telling me, so I just went yeah. back to watching. How does it feel to be home right now, Chelsea? Being on the road so much, it feels good. I've been, uh, I've been busy though, so I haven't really been able to relax. Got um, it. Yeah. Do you, you what, what, what it was? You've got, you've got the, you've got the pot. You got, you got, new, you got a new place out uh, that you'll be, uh, that you're building out. Which is congratulations on that. That's, that should be awesome. What's yeah. the plan? Like, I mean, how are you gonna? Are, are you looking for a pool? What's what's the relaxation for 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 Tammy gonna be? Oh my! Okay, when I relax, I sleep a lot. Number one, like I'm talking like twelve hours a night. Wow! Oh hell yeah! Oh hell yeah! So oh, yeah. And then I'll go get a massage, and then I'll go get some food, and I'll lay on the couch and watch. Of, do you? The, you got your neck cracked from the from the doctor in L.A. Oh. Oh my God. Who was that? Cracks, King of Cracks cracked my neck. Okay. <laughs> and if you guys don't know, there's like a whole, there's a whole chiropractic world out there on YouTube yeah. and Instagram. Yeah. They're creating content of cracks, man. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and I, and I will sit there for hours and just watch cracks. I can't get enough. And yeah, I found this guy. He's up uh, in a uh, uh, Rancho Cucamonga up by sure. And I thought I have to go get a neck crack from him. And he had, I don't know if y'all have heard of the Y strap. They, he literally puts a strap around your neck and pulls it. And it was, oh my God, it was the best <laughs> that I've ever experienced in my life. And it just and I almost neck. like you gave a court right there. <laughs> court, court, right there. That, that would scare me that he, someone would break my neck. Oh no! Oh no! Don't be scared. <laughs> it was a mess, dude. I've been thinking about it nonstop, and I wish I had time to go see him this time. But I'm gonna schedule an appointment for next time I'm home. Get How's that, that feeling? That, that would like. I mean, that's got to be like because I've, I've I haven't been to a chiropractor at all. You know, like no, never. Whoa! Whoa! 
Okay, yeah. then I don't know if this, if something like that should be your first time. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, but I'm a chiropractor. I go regularly and I have for 10 years. And um, you can't even explain what that feels like, man. If you watch my video, you see it in my face, my reaction. I'm, I'm like shocked. You right. literally feel it from here to the bottom of your spine. And it just, it just literally just decompress. It's amazing. Do you have back problems? Like, or but you have problems that you did you you did it for? Or you just did it because you like no, it? No, I don't have back problems. Maybe that's why I go to a chiropractor regularly. But it no. just helps me, man. It helps with stress. It feels good. I feel so much better after I go. I try to go once a month. Wow. Right. Yeah. For you. I mean, that's. that's I mean, I I need to try it, but I've been watching the 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 TikToks and the YouTube videos um, of people just, and it looks so painful but like the sigh of relief afterwards like but there's just something like i don't know it's like it's like putting your hand in jello i don't know <laughs> it's funny. It's I, not I have, painful I'll i have tell two you that. friends i have two friends that are chiropractors and they like they constantly are like oh let me just you know give that a tweak and i'm yeah. like no like it don't <laughs> don't touch anything like leave it as it is like whatever and yeah. they're like it's it's not gonna hurt you it's gonna make Ooh. you feel better and i'm like i don't know like just it'll be my luck that i'm the one out of a million so you've never been either never been never let any of my friends touch like adjust me do any of that shit no see i feel like that would be me if i was a chiropractor i'd be wanting to pop everybody yeah i've always wanted to be one so i think that's why i love the videos got it oh if y'all ever go, y'all will literally be like, why was I sitting on this? Where is he? What? Where is he? Is he in L.A.? This guy's, yeah, in Rancho Cucamonga. Yeah. But I go to a guy here in San Diego, and I was in Cincinnati uh, last week, and I popped into a, guy, a random guy. You know, I, I go regularly, for sure. Wow. Yeah. So exactly. before, before we, we end, we, me and John do this segment with everybody about about food and look at John, how light up, lit up his face just got. Me too. <laughs> so I, I'm going to do the late night thing and toss it over to John <laughs> to, to, to take well, thanks, Greg. I do appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> um, Chelsea, we talk about the best food because like, listen, you're on the road constantly. Um, I, I work in, you know, the greatest city of food, you know, where I can grab whatever I want whenever I need it which is great now that restaurants are open. But we always talk about what's the best thing that you ate this week. And I'll be honest, um, the best thing that I've eaten this week, and we've done a lot, we've done a couple podcasts this week, but most recently, and this is, <laughs> I was at a, uh, a noodle place uh, last night in Brooklyn, and I was craving beef noodles. And they make the noodles like in-house. It's called Jan's Famous Noodles, uh, Famous Foods. Um, they had oxtail mm. and I had the oxtail with hand cut noodles with the mm. spicy or uh, with the, with the spicy chili oil and um, the fat from the, the, from, from the, from uh, the, from the tail, as well as like the beef and like the tendons, like it was just massively watering. <laughs> so good. A little yeah. bit of cilantro, like a little bit of like daikon and cap and like, like Chinese cabbage. And it was just like, it was perfect. It was perfect. Absolutely perfect. So that was the best thing that I've eaten um, so far. Chelsea, how about you? First thing that popped into my head was, I so I cook a lot at home. Mm -hmm. I love cooking, and I haven't been able to do that on the road. So first thing when I got home is I made a homemade breakfast burrito. What was in it? What was in what it? We, what, we what was in it? 
I used Jimmy Bean hot sausage. Yes, you did. Okay, okay, nice. I like ground up sausage, scrambled eggs. Mm-hmm. I use um, a little bit of Velveeta cheese. Hell yeah! And then- Hell yeah! <laughs> Hell yeah! Yeah! Hell yeah! And then I fry up some, uh, and then I fry up some um, hash browns, but I fry them up extra crispy. So when you bite into it, it's just different crispy, textures. Crispy hash agreed. Agreed. Yep. Agreed. And then and then a whole bunch of salsa, and it was. Oh my god, it was amazing. I am oh a, I I am a like breakfast, like yes. a good breakfast is my favorite meal. Like if if you have a breakfast that just sets it off, like that's good for you for a couple of days. Like it really is my favorite thing to have a killer killer breakfast. I would choose that almost over any anything like any day from so what are you going to do i'm having a killer breakfast i don't yeah. know what that killer breakfast is yeah. but what you described just sounds like it first of all velveeta- so let me tell you my fate my food of the week john Hold on. she talked about velveeta cheese which okay. is amazing. go ahead velveeta cheese here's the thing cheap cheese and velveeta is not cheap folks like everybody oh, thinks that it's like greg i don't know if you know you know this, uh, i know i'm well familiar with velveeta cheese thank yeah, you yeah i mean i'm just saying everybody's like oh it's a cheap cheese no it is an expensive cheese I will say this, cheap, like these quote unquote cheap cheeses are better. Like the cheesesteak that I get down in Philly and the one I get in Brooklyn has cheese whiz on it. Oh, uh, hell yes. Mm. Hell yes. You That is honestly yeah. like if, when people do the Philly cheesesteak thing and then they they have a choice of whiz or some other cheese yeah. and they you don't know, use whiz, they very clearly do not know what a cheesesteak should be. Agreed. It's got to be fatty and greasy, shitty, pretty much meat, and really the the cheese whizziest of the whizziest cheeses. Absolutely, I mean government cheese like is good too. Like I'm talking like the ends of cheeses. Like I'll do that sometimes. Like I'll be like I want to make a sandwich. I'll go to the supermarket, and sometimes they like they 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 they, they sell the the ends of like yeah. meats and cheeses for cheaper. Yeah. I'll use that nice like like I'm talking like cheap cheap cheese like yep. yeah. Like these cows are have been dead for the last thirty years. Jeez. You know, I'll tell you, I when I <laughs> when I have barbecues at my house and I have a bunch of friends coming over and I and when I whenever I buy cheese for cheeseburgers, I literally either buy the store brand cheese, like Stop yeah. Shop, whatever, or Walmart, like Walmart's Sam, like Sam's Choice cheese. Oh yeah, that that those cheeses are by far the best cheeses for cheeseburgers because one, they melt the best. Yeah. They have like you know maybe they don't. They, they're not as pure as, you know, the expensive cheese. But who fuck? Look at me. Right? I don't care. Those are the best cheeses for hamburgers on a grill. Right. Nobody will beat that. 80-20 split or 90 or, or an 80-20 split or a 70-30 split on the uh, on beef versus fat when making a burger. Oh, I want more fat. Okay. Making a burger. Kelsey, the- do you have a do you have a do you have a preference with 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 beef type? Honestly, I don't. I don't. I like I the don't. grease. I like it to suit like okay. I'm on a barbecue when you know that all that that grease comes out drips and you're left with like the 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 like the um uh the prime rib of of mm-hmm. hamburger like mm-hmm. the marbling and like that to me is where you want to be on a burger. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm going to answer now my best thing that I ate all week. Oh yeah, okay. sorry. Yeah. Yes, Greg, you were t- you were saying. <laughs> sorry. It it's also going back to similar to what John had but I just found this article in our town about like the best Thai restaurant in the state of Connecticut, right? I live like an hour outside New York city. And I, I'm very partial to this one Thai restaurant in Las Vegas. When anyone calls a Thai restaurant, the best Thai restaurant. What's it called? Lotus of Siam. Okay. In Vegas. 
it's not on the strip or anything like that. It's like in a real shitty strip mall that, you know, massage parlors, all of that crap where you know the food is good. It's been there forever and they now have a second location. But the first location, Lotus of Siam, best Thai food. Never order on the menu. I always go off the menu. (laughs) Always. I just ask the the waitstaff, like, what should I order? And then they'll always make this suggestion of something, you know, that's not on the menu. I'm like, just bring me that. And it's always unbelievable. So this place I went to the other day, uh, Sunday afternoon for lunch, and I ordered the the one thing that I get in all Thai restaurants is the spicy uh, Thai beef jerky. Have you ever had that? No. It's oh yeah, it is. It's unbelievable. It's depending on where you get it, it's a little different. Like the one in Las Vegas, it really looks and tastes like beef jerky, not as hard as a beef jerky, but it's got that consistency and feeling. This one was a little more meaty, so much easier, like much easier to chew. But I don't know what spices they use. It's a little sweet, little tangy, spicy. It was amazing. And they're like little bite sizes, pieces of meat. And they're just unbelievably good. So I had that. I had a crab ragoon, which normally to me is a joke because it's cream cheese fried. But let me tell you something. This was the best crab ragoon I ever had in my life. Unbelievable. Like soft, not too crispy. Like the cheese inside was perfect. It was amazing. And then I had a papaya salad. Have you ever had that? No. It's like sliced up shoestring papaya, right? With hot, like chili peppers. And it's cold, of course. It was so delicious. Those three things mixed together, like a bite of this, a bite of that, a bite of that thing. I'm going back there tonight to get dinner for me. Yeah. I'm craving tacos now. <laughs> I'm going to tell you this, Chelsea, though. When I'm back in California, I'm going to go one of those places that, like, had, like one of my hotels has, like, a grill. We'll mm-hmm. grill out. We'll grill out. I'm going to do 80-20, and then <laughs> we're going to uh, Velveeta cheese on the burgers, definitely. Dead serious. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm so fucking down. Me Couple too. Of- <laughs> Fucking grab some fireworks. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll have us a good old time. Oh, yeah, we will. I'm going to bring Tammy out. <laughs> yes. The yes. thing is, we're in, California. we're in California a lot, so. Okay, yeah. okay. Uh, yeah. So listen, really, this was an in, intense pleasure for us. Um, certainly, thank you, really appreciate the time. Uh, oh, thank you all for having me. Of all the tour dates you have on that incredible tour through July, how about some New York City-ish area yep. New England dates? Let's get yep. them on that. Hey, we're going to be adding them. I'll be up there. All right. Let me know. We got, we, got, we got a great, we got a bunch of great spots. And at the very least, come by the club, you know, hang out. We'd love to have you. Drink some, drink some booze, eat some great food, and have a good day. But Chelsea, thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for hanging with us. All right. Bye, y'all.